you want to start to say, okay, now what? Like kind of once you get over that shock that things are different now and uh, it's to start to figure out what's important to me. So to, to begin to reassess what your values are. You're listening to Fuel Radio, inspiration and training to fuel your day. Now here's your host, Rod Jans. Hi, and welcome to Fuel Radio. On the line with me today is Sally Jo O'Brien. Sally is a certified coach, a trainer, and a personal leadership mentor for mission-driven business owners and other humans who are up to big things. I'm not going to give her too much of an extensive uh, introduction. She'll introduce herself by way of her story. I also do want to mention, though, and this is maybe something we can talk a little bit about, Sally Jo, is uh, about the daring way and how you incorporate that into your coaching and consulting. But in the meantime, welcome to Fuel Radio. Hey, thank you, Rod. Thanks for having me. Glad to yes. be here. Good. Yeah, it's good to have you here. And uh, Sally Joe and I met through the New Media Summit, and she works with Karen Olson, or Corinne Olson, has been a guest on the podcast before. And uh, maybe just tell us how you two work together, because I think it's a really interesting relationship. Do you want to just tell us that a little bit before ah, you tell us what you do? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Corinne um, Olson and uh, Corinne is an award-winning attorney, and I met her in a mastermind that was a peer-led mastermind. Um, I met her on the phone, and we start, struck up a relationship, and I don't think we met in person for almost a year. And she became a coaching client of mine. And then we uh, also did some work together as well. So, um, and she led me to the new summit, which led me to you. And here we are together. So, <laughs> life so is you, good. <laughs> so, you coached Corinne. You helped her transition from being an award-winning attorney to... Be, to being an entrepreneur. That's, I that's, did, yes, yeah. She did. She did the work, and I facilitated it. How's yeah, that? yeah. <laughs> and now you're you're continuing to work together. So when you work together, what part of the of the process does she handle, and where do you come in? Well, this was with well all coaching clients, right? It's um, yeah. it would so so. What I do is I I, I help as a coach and as a, a workshop. A leader and facilitator and I help people individuals and groups be braver in whatever it is they want to be braver in mostly it's business be braver in their business and also to make transitions from either one career to another or one life let's say to another where it's a somebody yeah. who's uh, yeah got to start over in some capacity or transition from from something that they're let, letting go of to a new thing so okay. that was Corinne's uh, situation Excellent. And maybe before we, I know you have some advice for us and some tips. I really want to get to that on how people can move from, move from the typical nine to five or, or whatever that they were doing into uh, entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about your own business story. Like what were you doing before you became a coach? Yeah, so I, you know, my my friends will call me the queen of reinvention. So I've had <laughs> I've had three kind of big, different career shifts. For about ten years, I was in medical sales, medical uh, pharmaceutical and device sales, and then I made this major pivot. I don't know if it was a, a 
midlife crisis or exactly what, but I decided to go to cooking school and I wanted to have a cooking show, to be on a cooking show. Let's just leave it at that. And I, and I uh, went to cooking school and decided um, for a various number of reasons that I really wanted to be a food stylist. I really love media. And so I became uh, a food stylist as somebody who makes food look great for media, television, print media, um, the internet, all that kind of stuff. So I did lots of live television and what they call culinary production and wrote recipes and helped people write their cookbooks and whatnot and uh, worked for huge corporate clients as well as chefs and it was awesome in New York City. So I did that for about 15 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I know from talking to you before that moving from that to what you're doing today has been quite a journey. Would you mind yeah. just <laughs> telling us that story? Because it's quite a Quite a story. Yeah. Um, so there were two things that were that were going on that prompted my shift. One is that the industry, the, the market crashed in 2008, 2009. We all know that. And lots of industries changed. And so photography and magazines were going out of business and work was getting harder. And I had, I was on year five of having lost my husband. My husband died, um, had died in 2005. And yeah, and I had a three-year-old. And so it was becoming, it was a really difficult personal time. And it was a, a time when I had to really look at how can I replace our income that we had together being now being the chief breadwinner and also um, single parent. How can I do that in a way that supports uh, my daughter and I uh, financially, as well as, you know, supports our lifestyle, not to have a crazy life and have her, you know, raised by a nanny and me never home. So, um, so that's why I went on an exploration of what I could do differently that I thought I could uh, take into my later years and um, make a difference in the world and, and also, you know, be available to my daughter, to our life. Cool. Yeah. And how did you get your start in your coaching business? Where did your first clients come from? How did you, how did you launch? What was it like for you? Well, I'd love to say that I had a big, you know, splashy <laughs> launch. <laughs> Customers lining up with the, waiting yeah, for you to yeah. open the door. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to really retrain everything that I was doing, you know, retrain myself. I had, did not have the skills. I had, I had a, a, a propensity to, to do well in yeah, advice giving coach, but that's not really coaching. Um, so but I went back and got a lot of training and then I, I began to get a lot of referrals from just from, I don't know how else to say it, from around, from my prior business. I continued to stay in my food business while I was building my, my coaching business. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the two uh, intersected for a while and I got business from that. And then eventually I, I left one and went fully into uh, coaching and and training and workshops. Yeah. From then on, like, how have you continued to maintain the business? And I, I guess I'm always interested in the marketing side and, and how do you, how, yeah, has, um, <laughs> have you continued to get clients that way? Like just yeah. going to workshops and referrals? I and, have referrals, yeah. um, networking. And then I realized that I really had to start to leverage my time because there's only so much time one person can, you know, 
speak to work one-on-one just like anyone who's in a service business so I started to do more group coaching and group training and um and then I set on the journey that you know you, you and I and many of your listeners are on which is how to learn to do marketing internet marketing <laughs> Facebook yeah. marketing all that kind of stuff and yeah, that, yeah. that presented a whole other set of uh, learning and challenges and opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, bringing up leverage is a good segue into my next question. It's just yeah. how do you think that you are working smarter and not just harder? Like how are you leveraging your, yourself and your business? Well, um, group do, leading uh, group workshops and group coaching and and actually now leveraging time through zoom i mean zoom is mm. awesome it's yeah. a great tool as you know i lead groups on zoom i just um zoomed into uh i just started doing this and it was uh, great i zoomed into a, a mastermind meeting that uh, a colleague of mine had she, so she has her own mastermind and they were all at a meeting in person and they brought me in and i led a training for two hours right Right from the comfort of my home office here, <laughs> um, not my home office, my office. Um, and so, yes. you know, that was great. It was my, my leverage, my time and. Good. So I have sort of a random question for you. I know wow. you have, you, I see you in this nice office space. That's not in your home that you have decided to get some, some separate office space. Are you working uh, somewhere else other than from at home? Uh, yes, I am. I just, I did rent an office space. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. What was the reasoning behind that? Why did you Why did you do that? It, it looks great. <laughs> well, you, so so only what the camera sees is what's important. Just so. <laughs> <laughs> I won't show you where I'm at either. Exactly. Not, not all that. So beautiful. Um, yeah, in my former life, I was you know a set designer, so, so, so okay. prop, prop and set stylist as well as food stylist. Right? Oh, I can so tell. I yeah, that. you got a nice uh-huh. set behind you there. Exactly. <laughs> but here's I'll I'll let you in on my secret. This okay. is this is. It's not oh, a, no kidding. Look at that. Isn't that, that it, awesome? It totally looks like it's an old brick, brick wall. Yeah, I know. That's really cool. Isn't that cool? You could get it on Amazon for 60 bucks. So, <laughs> that, that's perhaps the best stuck, tip we've had so far. That's really cool. It's stretched with thumbtacks, and nice. it looks like a cool, groovy, you know, hip loft. Yeah. That um, is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so sometime when I ask another time I'll, I'll do a zoom thing that shows like you know the whole thing how to set up your office I think that probably be a good thing to do so uh, I'm sorry I, I lost the last question <laughs> the question is I guess why why, oh, why do I have space? it's really yeah. a personal reason when uh, my, the, my boyfriend and I I'm happily repartnered five years after Bill died um, yeah. when we decided to live together he worked at home also and okay. so we decided that working at home together wasn't going to work. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I rented an office and uh, yeah. And so that's, that's really why I'm here. And I always wanted to kind of get out of, out of the house. And so this, mm-hmm. this has been perfect for me. Well, I wonder if that's part of a Wi-Fi lifestyle and working for, for yourself. I, I find it hard to work at home too. And today I'm actually over at a friend's house and uh, my wife occasionally works from home as well. So you know, when she's working, I try to get out of there and, and it's hard to find a place to, uh, I've considered getting some, you know, there's a co-sharing office place near us. I've considered going there as well. So yeah, when, that's probably part of the part of the gig, part of the lifestyle. Yeah, it's how, it was helpful to me. I'm, you know, I'm a distractible type. And when I was working at home for many years, I worked at home. I was always multitasking, laundry in and dealing, you know, this, that, the other thing and somebody repairing something while I was trying to work. And um, this is much better. 
for, for me. But, the, you know, you have to do what works for you. And, and it wasn't always a financially smart move either. So just, mm-hmm. you know, saying. <laughs> yeah. But it was, a, it was a, a mental health move for me, I think. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. That's great. So I want to get into some tips and some things that you specifically do for your clients. If you have something to share with us today, I, I think you're an awesome guest because you're doing, you're helping people do exactly what we're talking about on Fuel Radio and talking about a Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi business lifestyle. So what are, what are some of the areas that you help your, your clients with and maybe what's some advice that you can give to our listeners today about transitioning from the the nine to five and starting to, to work on their own? Let's see. So a couple of things that I think people struggle with when they transition, if they know what they're transitioning to, there's, you know, I think there's, a, there's two kinds of, of situations, right? Sometimes people are forced out of their job. They get laid off and then they have to say, okay, now what? And with mm-hmm. a client like that, or if your listeners are out there, you, you want to start to say, okay, now what? Like kind of once you get over that shock, that things are different now and uh, it's to start to figure out what's important to me. So to, to begin to, to reassess what your values are. And actually I'll put a little, um, at the end of this, uh, I'll have a couple of resources for your listeners and um, give you a, a values exercise that you can Excellent. do. Excellent. That's great. Um, but to, to, you know, what's important to me now, like when, you know, when my husband died, I had to decide like, okay, who am I on the planet now? What's, what do I care about now? That's not the same as when we were first together. It's not the same as when my daughter was born and we were together. Like it's, it's, you know, so it's, it's constantly um, reevaluating and clarifying your values so that you can then make good decisions, letting them lead the way. So that's and, one. And in your case, and probably in a lot of people's cases, they don't necessarily, it'd be nice if we all had this nice smooth transition, but I mean, you were, you, in your case, you were forced to exactly. evaluate <laughs> and uh, figure yeah. it out. Hey? Yeah. yeah. And then people that get uh, laid off um, or they yeah. have to move or what, those are really big changes. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so that. And then the other is, um, I think it's a thing that, that I've come to realize with uh, clients um, and talking to friends and colleagues is that you don't realize the, the, how the rituals that you're used to at, at your old situation, your job kind of go out the door if you become, if you start to work from home. So, mm-hmm. so to create new, new routines and rituals for yourself and structures that will support you to get work done. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's really just a lot of it is being around people that moves, you know, moves you in, in uh, moves momentum forward. And so putting structures in place for you to do that, where maybe you check in with somebody in the morning that's like-minded, or I, I know a colleague who um, every morning she texts the like three things she's going to get done to another, you know, supporting friend and they just, you know, text back a thumbs up. So it's mm-hmm. just that someone's kind of witnessing that you're getting that done today, you know, that sort of stuff. I, I think that's great. I mean, I find a real value in having a coach that way, you know, when I'm checking in with a coach and setting mm-hmm. goals and then having to evaluate how did it go? What were my wins? What were my losses? Mm-hmm. And just knowing, just knowing that someone is going to be, uh, it's, it's different than having a boss. It's like, it's, it's my responsibility but still, I, I want to, uh, I, I feel, I'm not afraid of the coach. Yeah. But I, I want to be able to say, hey, I got, I got this done. I had some wins and here's my struggles. And um, I've found having a coach, especially in the startup phase, to be 
It's huge. Super valuable. Yeah. It's why I ended up being a coach because I had a coach in the other field and she helped me transition yeah. from what I was doing and, and, and I was uh, transitioning at a time when I was navigating, you know, a personal loss, you know, as mm-hmm. well. So it was um, hugely valuable when I saw how valuable that was for me. I'd be, that's what ultimately ended up helping me decide to do the same thing to make that career transition. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, so rituals and structures, you know, God, get, get, bored, <laughs> get figure out how you can get and stay, stay and be organized or be and stay organized, I should say. Yeah. Great. And, and those are some of the things that you help your clients do. Like yeah. you provide them with, with rituals and, and probably check-ins like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And, yeah. Whatever works for them, you know, not it's one size doesn't fit all, but we figure it out together. Yeah. Can we go back and just give us a, sure. an example of some values? Like what, what are you talking about when you talk about, values are there uh how do you what specifically are you encouraging people to come up with well there's a there's so many values you know where you value um courage faith uh, integrity honesty family accomplishment money you know there's there's uh i have i have a whole list i'll I'll, I'll put a link to it at At the end or in our show notes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah in the show notes and there's, you know, exercises to come up with, you know, what do you think? Here's an exercise that your, that your listeners can do. It's like, like, think of a teacher that you either loved and what did you love about them? You know, they, they were, or, or a coach, a teacher or a coach, like a, like a baseball coach or, you know, a, a coach that you had growing up. Um, what did they, uh, what did you love about them? Or if you didn't, uh, like them, you know, were they shaming? Were they diff- mm-hmm. You know, did they make you feel bad about your ability to not 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 hit a double or whatever, you know whatever it is? <laughs> yeah. Or were you know were they encouraging? Did they see you for you know? Uh, did they you know push you beyond what you thought were your limits? You know that that kind of thing. And so, mm-hmm. or think of a character in a book um, that is is a, a hero of yours. And what are the characteristics of that person? And that will help you start to kind of uh, mine for values, as we say, you know. Hmm. It's great. It's a fun exercise. You know, whenever I do that exercise, I, I have a coach that I think of, my, my rugby coach. And, ah. uh, you know, he did a couple things. He, he's, he encouraged leadership in me. So he, he put me in a couple of leadership uh, positions. And... Uh, he took me aside one time. I was hanging out with some guys and we were doing some stuff at school that wasn't necessarily, I don't think he knew that I was specifically involved in it, but he might have suspected. Suspected, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he he just gently encouraged me to be careful. <laughs> uh-huh. But it, it meant a lot that he paid attention and that he he, he cared enough really to 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 say that to me, you know. So yeah, I, and he had your back. He, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I think of, when I do that exercise, that's who I, I think of. And then I can think of the attributes that he had that I admire. And I guess what you're saying is those are become some of your values that you want to carry over into your, mm-hmm. into your business and probably not just business, but into life as well. Another, a really fun one that I did the other night at a workshop was um, to name, if you were to star in your own award-winning television show, what would be the name of the show? <laughs> and why would viewers t- tune into it? What value would they get out of it? Uh, why was that fun? Yeah, I bet. <laughs> That's a great way to do it. <laughs> and that, yeah. So those are just ways to, you know, to mine for values. Yeah, yeah fantastic. 
So do you have, not to put you on the spot, do you, do you have a client story, like someone that you can tell us about that you've worked with that maybe applied these, that couple of things that you're talking about, uh, values and rituals and that sort of thing? Um, yeah, I do. I have a couple, but um, one that comes to mind, you know, I had a client who really, really was uh, longing to be more visible in her, in her business. She wanted to get out there. She was, and she realized that she was really hiding in a, in a way that was not serving her or, nor was it serving her business. And uh, she had, uh, we, once we kind of dove deep over a while, it turned out that she, she felt like there, was, there were things about her that if people knew them, they wouldn't like her or mm. they wouldn't uh, accept her. They would think poorly of her. And it's like, well, welcome to the human race. We all have, <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody has something like that. Um, and so once we started to explore what that was about, and she ended up being brave enough to actually share that with a group of people that it was safe to share it with, it not only, so that was a, like a, what I would call like a brave micro step. She, she, she created more trust with those people that were really important to her and she felt bigger. She felt seen and heard and they, you know, they, it just changed the relationship and she became braver. And so she was able to do things like that as time went on and, and, and uh, be seen in arenas where she was afraid to before. So. Mm. Cool. I bet you're training in the daring way that you probably... Ah, good segue. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you're probably watching for that. <laughs> well, yeah. So the daring way is the, is the uh, curriculum that was developed by Brene, Dr. Brene Brown, who is a research, uh, a social worker um, a researcher who, who's uh, very well known. I'll, I'll put a link to her work also with all the... Um, the stuff on the resource page at the end and it's it helps people to to be braver in their life through building resilience to shame and becoming learning to be more vulnerable and and the importance of that and i think you'd said you you were familiar with her work right yeah for yeah. sure yeah only through her um videos and stuff. I haven't bought a book yet. I need to buy a book, but uh, yeah, just, just from the, just from her. It's TEDx good, talk and good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually reading another book on, on shame right now, but I can see how it, it carries over into business. I mean, you have to, it, it affects your thoughts about making money and uh, yeah, all, in, all sorts of different things, right? Shame comes into play in all sorts of different ways in, in business. Mm-hmm. It does. Or if you know if you've had a if you've had a, a bad maybe something that you were ashamed of that you did in business maybe you made a poor decision or you got fired at one time or um, something like that you know you might be kind of hanging on to that somewhere where you think there's something wrong with you versus the fact that you made, did something wrong so that's like that's a really good distinction that I learned from her that she um, makes is yeah. and from her and her work that you know the, the difference between the uh, uh, guilt like I made a mistake like I made a mistake versus shame I am a mistake you know yeah great yeah so we have a few questions that we ask all of our guests your even though it's a speed round your answers don't have to be quick and I may ask <laughs> a couple I may ask some follow-up questions as well we'll see but what's a resource that inspires you uh, a recent book or blog or video movie article a person what's what's inspired you lately the, uh, Stephen Pressfield is one of my favorite writers, and he writes uh, his two books, The War of Art and Turning Pro. Are um, I think they are are just 
they're all about you know uh, the gremlin of resistance and how to overcome that when you're doing something which is just there when you're trying to make a transition or do something really important to you and so uh, i love his stuff it speaks Great. directly to to people like us <laughs> good good and how about a business tool? What's an app or software or something that's uh, that's working for you lately and helping you possibly to leverage your time a little bit? You just want one? Um, well, yeah. Evernote. <laughs> Evernote. <laughs> Evernote's a big one. I'm getting all my stuff. I've got a high-speed sp- scanner, and I'm trying to become uh, as paperless as possible. But it's pretty cool. You can put your finger on anything. You never Evernote once you get it set up. So that's been great. Canva is great for creating um, all kinds of documents and amazing templates. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another one that I just found called Book Like a Boss, and it's a booking tool. It's really great. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, so, good. yeah, it's good. I love those so. booking tools, especially for something like a podcast. It's so helpful. And mm-hmm. I think it drives me more crazy than going back and forth in emails and trying to oh, find. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, it's great. We're at an age, I mean, in time, I think we're just so lucky. There's so many awesome tools and smart yeah. people creating them, right? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And do you have an inspiring cause or a nonprofit that you'd like to give a a shout out to? Um, the one that our family is supporting right now is called Center for Hope and Safety, and it's uh, here in New Jersey. I'll put a link to what they're doing. They're up to good things. They they help um, people, families who are affected by domestic violence. So in in all the ways by giving them shelter and food and getting them set up to you know stay stay safe while they recreate their lives, and they're they're just amazing. So yeah, sounds great. Them. Good, good. We'll put a link to that in our show notes mm-hmm. as well, and. Talking about show notes, what are some of the resources that we're going to offer? You mentioned uh, uh, several as we were as we were going through. Can you give us a little review of what we'll have available for people? <laughs> I hope I have to listen to this to remember everything. I promise. Yeah, no, um, I'll give you a couple of links of some of the um, some some resources I created for regarding Brene Brown's uh, work. Okay. Um, one of them is um, is the the te- ten guideposts for wholehearted living, and it's about letting go of, of things that are holding you back and and by, and cult to, to help you cultivate um, the things that you. Uh, want to have a wholehearted life and a wholehearted business. Let's see. A we talked about I, values and uh, yeah, a values yeah. exercise. And then I created okay. something: um, five rituals to fuel a Wi-Fi business day. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice way to way yeah. to go. Way to incorporate yeah. fuel in there. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, about having a morning practice and ritual to celebrate wins, especially if you're by yourself, and um, you know, one to keep you grounded. Something to do in the evening. You know, so and uh, so I have that for you as well. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Good. So for our listeners, we'll have those all in our show notes. If you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, Uh, our guest has been Sally Jo O'Brien. She's a coach. And uh, as you can tell, one of the main things she helps people focus on is, is letting go of resistance and transitioning from their nine to five into an independent Wi-Fi business lifestyle. You've been listening to Fuel Radio. 